Welcome everyone to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. This is our first day of Faptober. We're going to be celebrating all things horror film related over the month of October. With This is our first episode. This is pre-recorded and coming back to you. So if the audio quality is a little off, it is because this was from a live episode with our special guest, Eileen Dietz from The Exorcist. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's kill that bass head. Let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. So uh, welcome, everybody, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Anthony Bose. And, of course, sitting next to me is... Maddie G! Hey, look at that. You actually get to, <laughs> to introduce yourself for the first time. Um, and uh, of you course... have a, a, He has a, a... You have a Matt Damon thing going for you. Oh. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> He's, you, uh... Or maybe it's Leo DiCaprio. Somebody like <laughs> Either way, I think the, I the key word is well. yeah. You're going with uh, sexy. That's the that's the word. <laughs> cute, cute, yeah, cute and sexy. <laughs> well, thank you, thank there you. you I go. appreciate that. We'll see, see, this if... is the best part about doing the video part of the podcast, <laughs> right? You can actually get all these compliments with the fact that you've got your uh, your beautiful <laughs> ring light uh, chair look. It looks like you're ready to just uh, get uh, makeup up for the stage. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank we, you. You guys flattered me. We just used to all do these things on audio on a phone call. Yes, it's true. Exactly. Yep. That's what we're used to. This is the first time we've done the video side, so we're really happy that you're here with us. Yeah. To kick off our uh, our first video live. Our first. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. You are a yeah. first wow. live feed, and on top of that is, of course, our first day of Faptober where we are celebrating the yeah. month of October with, of course, uh, wonderful guests such as yourself uh, that have been in the spooky horror genre films. Not to mention a lot of the other ones, but uh, you, of course, uh, Eileen, <laughs> have been in so many, uh, including uh, The Exorcist, Halloween 2, Creepshow 3. Uh, you were, I actually just watched uh, you in The Ascent the other day. And uh, of course, you have oh, an up- yeah. Uh, you also have a, a an upcoming film, or, or I think it just was released. Uh, was the uh, Hundred Acres of Hell, one of the newer ones? Yeah. And uh, uh, that was actually released uh, about six months ago, but it, it's it's new. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say. I think I think it's only hitting a lot of the other streaming sites just now, though, or maybe it's just getting up our you way. Watch it. Uh, I have not had a chance yet, Did you but watch I'm it? I'm looking forward to watching it over the uh, the Halloween month. I was reading the premises behind it. It looks really good. It is. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Perfect. Tony and I are both horror buffs, so. Yeah. It's always. Uh, I can be one of those guests that, that just answer everything in three words. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to be careful, you'd said, or you're going to take over on things. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Excellent. Well, before we get on with our, our show, Maddie G, how about we uh, grace our uh, listeners slash viewers with, uh, of course, one of our, our funny articles from around the world? Uh, Eileen, you can it feel free to jump in and uh, tell us your thoughts on these as we go through. Okay. Yeah, so these are completely true. Uh, we do fact check them, and uh, but they're... You wouldn't think they were. <laughs> Some of them are um, so the article reads, cops searching for chipmunk bandit. Was it Chipper Dale who held up a Louisiana pharmacy at gunpoint? Authorities from Evangeline Parish Sheriff's Office don't care what his name is, but they're hoping to catch the rodent thief soon. According to news outlet KLFY, an, un- an unnamed man in a chipmunk suit allegedly robbed the medicine chest pharmacy in Ville Platte, Los Angeles last week. Uh, where, was the, where 
was it in LA? Uh, Where? Ville Platte. Oh, Ville Platte? Ville Platte. I don't know. Small town, I think. But uh, very small town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Sheriff Charles Guillory told the news outlet that security footage showed the armed suspect darting from the pharmacy's parking lot to the rear entrance of the store while forcing an employee back inside. Once inside the store, the furry suspect reportedly forced the employee through the store as she was ordered at gunpoint to fill a bag with unknown amount of medication. Hillary said that the chipmunk then walked out the back door and ran towards a nearby, nearby apartment complex. The suspect is still on the lam. It's unknown whether, that, whether he's hiding out in nearby trees, but cops would like to catch him soon. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that's right up there with the uh with the uh the alligator one where you know i'm <laughs> just calling to to rodent bandits or or uh or animals that are now taking the news covid is, is definitely just like why not yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you could just like i mean i guess at one point um we got to give him props for wearing his mask inside a social area <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, that's funny. I like that. That's, that's really funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to throw my news on now. This, honestly, when I read this news article, um, I was somewhere caught between power laughing and disgusted <laughs> at the same time. So this article, uh, the headline was, Police seized 345,000 used condoms that were sold as new. I read that. Yes. That's so the basic right. I know, right? So uh police in Vietnam have confiscated them down to tires and into tires and call it a good year. There you go. <laughs> is it better to wear a used condom than not wearing one at all? Oh, that hey, is a good warming, question. Cycle people. Right. <laughs> well, the story behind Assuming this... it doesn't have any holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so the, the basically police said that there there was um uh well I should say this was basically found in a warehouse of the south province of uh Bing Duan in Vietnam. Uh the police had said the bags weighed more than three hundred and sixty kilograms, so that's about uh, seven hundred and ninety-four pounds. Uh, the equivalent of 345,000 condoms. Uh, the owner of the warehouse said that they had received a monthly input of used condoms from an unknown person. Uh, they stated to the newspaper that the woman detained uh, had told them that the prophylactics were first boiled in water, then dried, and then reshaped uh, on wooden phalluses before being repackaged and resold. <laughs> Uh, it said it wasn't clear how many of the recycled condoms had already been sold, um, but that the detained woman uh, had received 17 cents for every kilogram of used recycled condoms she reproduced. Now, I was thinking of the math on that. And to to basically wash, clean, repackage, and sell 345,000 condoms, she's only making $61. And she has carpal tunnel. <laughs> she, right. she has what? She has what? Car carpal tunnel. From <laughs> <all the> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you, like, I, these are the, the, the scary stories being nowadays. I mean, first of all, you received a whole bunch of used condoms from an unnamed individual. Now... Is it all coming from this one individual or do they like going around and like dive a dumpster diving for used condoms? That's like, first of all, there's a whole back end she, of this gross job that we don't even know about. And did she pay for them? Right. <laughs> did people find the condoms, sell them to her, and then she didn't make any money after all that work? Right? She's a reseller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I could just see that's that. That's just is... a wild story, man. Yeah, I think that's got to go up there with go one of the worst all jobs. That work and not make any money. That's a shame. Right? Sixty-one dollars worth. Sixty-one dollars. Sixty-one dollars worth more in Vietnam than it is I, worth here. I hope so. I really hope so as well, because let's let's look at the the cost of uh, you know water, uh, the the materials to repackage, the employees' time to do it. Uh, there's no way they're making money. They're not even. They, there's no way they could be breaking even on this job. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to call you tonight at like 3 a.m. and be like, you want to make $61? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> What's our timeline like? <laughs> All right, hey, Maddie. I just hope people, are, you know, people are using condoms. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out, right? I like know, next, but... next year is going to be a, like an all-time high uh, a birth uh, record, I bet. Yeah, and divorces. Yeah. That's right up there. It is. <laughs> that's, ha- that's happening now that people are getting divorced. Um, yes. You know, they realize spending that much time with someone is not what they want. <laughs> it's like, I don't think this is going to work. Life is too short. It's, it's a, figured that out. Yeah. It's a real testament <laughs> well, to yeah, your because, relationship. I mean, I, 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 I've never spent this much time with my husband. I mean, I'm <laughs> out doing horror conventions or shooting films or going to see my manager. Um, I've never spent this much time with my husband and it's different. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're supposed to be saying, and I love him more and more every moment. (laughs) Oh, I I do. He just walked into the room. And And I've never spent this much time with you. And he never spent this much time with you. There's the door, honey. He just said, there's the door. He's like, did we describe it as different? I'll take it. (laughs) Yep, I'll take it. (laughs) We live in an old monastery, and um, we always say we stay together because of the house. Not because of the kids, but because of the house. Because it's it's so beautiful here, and we're really so very, very lucky. And we'd never get a deal like this anywhere else except for a trillion dollars. So we stay together for the house because... Neither one of us is leaving. <laughs> Hopefully so it's... deal with it. <laughs> Hopefully it's that you both love the house and not because you couldn't find a place. Oh, yeah. No, we, we've been together over 30 years. There wow. must be something going right. Yep. Amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. That's huge. Is, is that because... Uh, These in... days, that's awesome. I, I was going to say, that isn't just because like he gets to watch you die over and over in movies or something, is it? <laughs> That's a good point. He doesn't, he doesn't watch half my movies. I don't know why. Well, I don't watch them either. Yeah. Like um, um, Linda Thompson once said that she didn't want to watch herself grow old on screen. Uh-huh. And it's really true. I still think I look like I, I did in General Hospital. And I'm always surprised to find out that I don't. <laughs> Well, we you think you look great. Yes, it's true. Thank. Well, the the lighting is great here. You can't see any wrinkles or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's got a filter for that. Amazing. <laughs> I'm not using a filter. <laughs> no, no, no. You want to see my pores, Tony? <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. That's what you get for having one of those really 4K high def cameras. That's why. It's weird, man. It's my family genetics. I still get carded at the beer store. It's true. That's actually happened to me a couple times, believe it or not. <laughs> so, uh, that boyish good. Are you looks. ready for the second article? Yeah, show it. Let's go. Let's lay it on us, there, Maddie. All right, here we go. But that's I, the third article, right? Uh, his well, second. Well, my article. second. Yes. Yep. The third. Yeah. Got to be accurate okay. here. Okay. Someone's going to be point. fact checking. That's good right. Point. I like it. I like yep. it. Keep me on my toes. Um, New York City bans pooping on buses and subways. Like, like well, apparently, it apparently was there was no rule for this before. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, are people really Can I doing say, this? Holy shit! <laughs> holy shit is right. Yep. Holy shit! <laughs> I know. So How- the article well, reads: When you gotta go, you gotta go, but not on the New York City transit system. <laughs> they frown upon that. So much that the Metropolitan Transportation Authority in New York has formally banned people from defecating themselves on its subways and buses. Well, themselves. So, okay, so yeah, it's, yeah, don't poop yourself, I guess. Um, (laughs) While relieving your bodily fluids is banned under its current rules, anyone caught doing so faces a $100 fine. The policy was amended to add defecating to the list uh, barred of bodily waste. So, So before, you could just, you weren't allowed to pee yourself. Oh. Well, you know, I've always wondered, actually, you know, getting a little serious right now, because we have a huge homeless problem here. Yeah. Um, where do they where do they defecate? Where do they pee? Well, it's exactly. Horrible. And, you know, they all both L.A. and New York and anywhere else, probably Chicago and stuff like that. They they should put the money into, you know, getting outhouses or whatever Public they call restrooms. those things. Yeah. 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 Outhouses is perfect. Yep, that's a great uh, or, idea. 
poop place, right? Or or have a oh, have a have a toilet <laughs> car? Oh, no, no, no. I like yours, poop palace. Poop palace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, and they have other names for them. You know, like it. Um, sometimes at sporting events or in construction sites and stuff like that. Yeah. No, ser- I'm serious though. Yeah. They gotta. They have to build place because I've heard people like in West Hollywood, uh, yeah. big homeless uh, population um, used to be under the freeways, and they got them out. They're everywhere. They're just everywhere in their tents. And people in West Hollywood, they're right by residential sections, and you know, they're pooping. Yeah. Yeah. So now fuck- nobody gets on the subway here. So nobody takes the subway, so you don't have to worry about pooping in the subway. <laughs> That's they why the subway's where used. the locations were, because the grass was always just a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really funny actually because um, when I lived in Toronto, uh, every once in a while you'd either there'd be a train breakdown or something, and suddenly you realize you had to go to the bathroom. And I'm one of those people I really despise public bathrooms just for the fact that you walk in and it's a mess. But uh, I remember I. I was just like, no, I'm I'm gonna have to go to one of these public bathrooms. And I went in, and there was a homeless person sleeping. And and I, I actually felt bad enough that I left. Like I was just like, no, you need a place to sleep. You go, you go ahead. <laughs> but I was just like, I gotta find another place to be now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know yeah, what? Uh, I agree with you about public bathrooms. Yeah, but yeah. you have to. Sometimes you just gotta, 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 gotta go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yep. Exactly. At least they're there. Yeah. I, I I think if anything, they should install on the very last car uh, a seat that uh, has the the bottom cut out of it. Because if you really have to go, just go to the back car. It just drops farther <laughs> back on the track. <laughs> hey, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> here's a fun question: If you could describe, if you could describe a public restroom using only one word, which word would you pick? Ugh. <laughs> Tony, that's exactly how I feel about the boot as well. Um, <laughs> um, I would that's call what? The, the 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 boot the UGG boot. I, I find that they're, boots? they're 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 crap anyways. That must <laughs> be a Canadian word. Tony's well, very he's very punny. He's yeah. very punny. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but a boot must be a Canadian word. I don't know a what boot? you're talking about. Oh, um, have you ever heard of UGGs? <laughs> Burn. Bird. It's not a boot that you wear in your feet. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. that's what he was like talking a, like about. Like a shoe, an UGG. Yeah. Oh, so put it in that sentence again. What? I I was just saying that when you had said uh, name a bathroom and uh, in one word and you said UGG, I said that's how I feel about the shoes as well. Oh, the boots. Oh, I get it. I'm a little slow on the uptake. Yeah. Um, yeah. It took I me a minute too. Yeah. I can say thank God. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, thank God. Yeah. I, I think anyway. my word would be would be wet. Wet? Wet? Uh, wet. Wet. They're Every always wet. Every time I enter a public bathroom, it's always wet. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think uh, I don't really true. have. We have no rain. You know, we have no rain here, so it's coming from somewhere else. <laughs> you know where that's coming from. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually <laughs> wash their hands in the sink like this. Yeah. This conversation is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, we officially met. You officially made our episodes potty talk, and that that that's never happened. <laughs> hey. hey, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about the things behind the scenes. That's right. Okay. I've got one last article. I'm going to make this real quick. I loved the headline on this. Maybe some of you have uh, heard about this, but uh, it, this happened down in um, in Australia of uh, South Wales. Uh, New South Wales, to be more specific. And uh, the article on this one was uh, titled Husband Attacks Great White Shark That Bit His Wife. Uh, and basically what happened is uh, his uh, a husband and wife were out surfing and uh, a, a shark attacked the wife and the husband jumped off his board, landed on her board and punched the shark in the face until it let go. And basically they got her to the hospital and even though she had a, a bite, she survived and everything was fantastic. And all I could think after that words is, uh, was if they ever have an argument again, I'd be like, but I punched a shark out for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a great point. Yeah. And they that's say a- chivalry is dead. Yeah. Right. That is a great story. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good one. Because I, I know this. I know a lot of people would be like, it's too late for you. The shark's got you. <laughs> And they're just paddling off to safety. <laughs> we have insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about sharks, people 
not talking about me again. <laughs> um, asked me what the scariest movie I've ever seen was, and actually, one of them is Jaws. Just um, I, when I was born in New York City, but we spent time on the coast, and um, just like the coast in Jaws, that movie just scared the fucking hell out of me. It's just like, <laughs> oh my god! And we just saw it again at my manager's house, and it's still scary. But boy, when I was a kid. That thing just scared me. It, it's that funny. Did, eh. We had we had Joe Alves on the show, uh, the man who created the shark from Jaws, and uh, it oh was my God. Uh, yeah, he was uh, super fun. Uh, great stories about it. Uh, I would say that I don't think Jaws was ever those things that I I would say. Oh, it was such a, a scary movie. It, it scared me. But at the same time, I hated swimming ever since then. <laughs> like I saw it and I'm just like, I go out into like, uh, I remember we were in uh, Florida and uh, swimming in the ocean. I enjoyed it. And then I had that moment I was like, hey, wait a minute, there's sharks in this thing. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to get out now. <laughs> so if it didn't scare you, at least it stayed with you. It definitely stuck with me. Yep, for sure. So. And that's the biggest compliment of all. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's well. true. Speaking of stayed with you, that actually leads me into one of the questions I have specifically for you. Um, so I want to I want to kick this off because when I was growing up, um, so I was born in 87. So when I was growing up, The Exorcist was like the only horror movie and my, my family were all horror buffs that I was not allowed to watch. And, and I know that I'm not alone in, in that. So I have to ask you, um, as a fan of the genre and you being in that, that um, you know, very involved in that genre, that must feel pretty awesome, you know, that you were part of that. Oh, it does. And not only that, but I mean, it's obviously totally changed my life. Um, eventually, it didn't happen right away, but... Um, so I do horror conventions. Um, I've never done one in Canada. You guys got to get in touch with the room org or whatever Definitely. the other ones are. Yeah. The Tell fan expo up in. here. Yeah. Um, you know, I shot a movie in Vancouver. Island. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's afforded me doing, I've, I've been to the UK many times doing shows. Um, shot a movie in Birmingham. Um, that's a, uh, yeah, I've been all over the world and in 30, at least 30 states here just doing conventions. And, of course, it opened me up to um, shooting many, many indie films, horror films, which mm -hmm. um, people ask me, do you want, ever want to do anything else? And I go, no. <laughs> I like doing horror films. I get to play demons and witches and one vampire and uh, zombies. And then sometimes I play victims but i really i like scaring people <laughs> i like making people react whether it's out of fear or love or crying or whatever it is i think to digress a little it's one of an actress's jobs or a writer's job really is to be so identifiable that people in the audience can identify with you mm -hmm. which is what the genius of dick smith the makeup icon on the exorcist did by creating the demon and thus Reagan as someone you could relate to. And the first makeup tests were like big eyebrows and big teeth and hair, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, another horror person. But he did it with just the scars, mm -hmm. um, which still was three and a half hours makeup, but, you know, the scars and scratches and sometimes contacts and stuff like that. So that when people walked into the, you know, when the audience saw, the mom and the, the the priest and everybody walk into the room and saw this thing, the audience can go, Oh my God, that could be my daughter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and totally. also kids can go, Oh my God, that could be me. And I think that's one of the very, very uh, important reasons why the exorcist is still the film it is today that mm. people still are scared by. It and it's not some, you know, like monster out there that, it, it looks like you could be their kid mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or themselves. And it's very interesting because... I digress, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting because, uh, you know, we were uh, chatting uh, before you arrived, and uh, I was asking uh, Maddie G about the uh, the effects for uh, such a movie uh, back in the 70s. Um, 
it's just like they they didn't have like it was it was groundbreaking in the way that the the way they did the the makeup and even though it was simplistic like you'd said with cuts and scars and everything uh it looked so good and it was actually quite frightening and and it's true when uh you first see uh the mom walk in and and you know it she's regan's transformed now into uh into the demon uh it's it's scary it's like one of those things or even the simple of making it look like her her head's turning straight around and uh it was uh it was groundbreaking that's a funny so really story good. about that do you want to hear it of course yeah, we do absolutely yep. okay and also, we'll talk about my book later because it's yes. da, 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 done. We can't um, wait it to It goes hear. into much better detail, much fuller detail. And I sent uh, Anthony a book. Um, uh, Maddie, I'm sure you can borrow it. But, yes. um, you know, Billy Freakin' didn't trust his actors that much, shall we say. So when I think it's Mom, Kitty Wynn, and the doctor kind of walk into the room, and that's me on the bed, yeah. they shot off a gun. Um, so the first time it was like really scary, right? For them, like, you know, oh my God, what was that? The second time it wasn't quite as scary. <laughs> By the fourth time it was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's one of the things like I write about in my book and other times. I tried to write um funny stuff because a lot of people know the horror stuff, mm -hmm. but I tried to write a lot of funny stuff that happened on the set. So I have to ask you, since you've mentioned it, um, I, and I don't know if you go into it in the book, so I do look forward to reading that. But there was a lot of uh, talk about some really crazy things that happened on set, some very uh, frightening things to a lot of people. And is is there, uh, did you notice or is there any kind of like truth to some of those rumors? It's a, it's a hard question, you know, um, because... Um, Things happen on sets, you know, mm -hmm. like they had a fire yep. uh, and people die. Um, and it took 14 months to shoot that movie from pre-production to post-production. Wow. Now they shoot films in six weeks. Yeah. Um, so it, it's one of those things that um, you don't really know. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. things did definitely happen. And there's a wonderful show on um, the streaming thing called Shudder. Okay, yes. Uh, it's called Cursed, and it talks about, uh, apparently, my segment was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been told, I mean, I've actually got as much positive reaction from doing that show mm -hmm. as I have from practically anything I've ever done. Wow. But, um, and they, you know, they talk about the omen, yes. um, and definitely um, poltergeist. Mm -hmm. I mean, because mm -hmm. they just had a horrible thing. Three people died after that movie. Yeah. And they, they, they said they um, they shot it over an old Indian graveyard. So, you know, those are the kind of things that it's like dying. <laughs> Nobody really knows where you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The person who finds out is going to be a genius. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things that you could really speculate. I wasn't with somebody when, you know, like the, the electrical fire happened or when people died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting now, just because you brought up the, the poster, poltergeist, was it actually shot on an Indian burial ground? Like it wasn't just part of the storyline that the house was built on an Indian burial ground. They actually shot it there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't there. Uh, I, I, I do know Joe Beth Williams who did the lead. And yeah. um, when I shot Guiding Light, she was on it. We went to the Bahamas. Can you oh, imagine? Oh, that's nice. Working <laughs> on a soap opera and going to the Bahamas. That's, that's crazy. Um, and then I drowned scuba diving, but oh, um, wow. I digress. Yeah, it was. I, I knew I was going to drown scuba diving before I got there. So my, and you still went. My lifetime on guiding life was short. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't real, <laughs> Anthony. It, it wasn't real. It wasn't real. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but that, I did have to go down there <laughs> a couple days early and learn how to scuba dive. Gee, yeah. poor Eileen. Um, and I'll never uh -huh. forget the woman that taught us. She said, you don't have to take this dive if you don't want to. And I looked and I went, yeah, want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Talking about sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, everything's going to come back to sharks. I don't think there are any sharks. I don't know if there are any sharks down there. But I guess. I, I don't. Lost I didn't stingrays, see maybe? 
You see some stingrays? Yeah. Um, I also believe this or not. Of course you will. Um, I shot a show in, in Turks and Caicos. Oh, nice. And which was amazing on a little island called Grand Turk Island. Um, and they invited my husband to come down for a week. And he was allowed to um, go uh, scuba diving. The insurance policy wouldn't let me. Um, so he did. He swam with the sharks and stingrays. Oh, that's exciting. That's amazing. That's, that's like a bucket uh, list. Most people want to do that. I can see before. you doing a Snoopy dance. <laughs> I can see you just thrilled with that. <laughs> yep. Hey, I want to go to the Cayman Islands. Oh, yeah. And... yeah. Snore, snore. <laughs> yeah. No. But I did get in that I shot a show in Turks and Caicos. Yeah, I'd, I'd just love to go to Turks and Caicos. So. <laughs> it, it was you... wonderful. And this was, like I said, it was a little island called Grand Turk Island where they had to bring in the only thing they had on that island were banks. No kidding. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot of money hidden there. That's right. Uh, but they had to import everything that and bring in there. But I had a place on the beach and it was incredible. Beautiful. And I played a character that uh, was an apparition from the sixties. Uh, it didn't have one eye, but I got to wear one of those big antebellum dresses and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. The fun of being an actor, the perks of being an actor. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Well, you've done you've done so much stuff outside of horror, too. Like, is horror still your your favorite go to genre? Or do you find that? Like, do you like the other? Do you enjoy doing the other stuff, the more dramatic stuff as much? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's perfectly good. I, I'm I'm OK with that answer. As yeah. a horror fan. I played a therapist in a film called Shattered. Boring, <laughs> you know, and other stuff that I, I can't even remember. Um, no, I love doing horror, and I would, you know, I would just do horror. And, um, you know, um, I just did a podcast. So, uh, stop me if I if I said did I <laughs> oh, say this before? Nope. That I I play demons and witches and zombies. And, yes, yeah, I was um, going to ask you about. Uh, uh, your part uh, in uh, so you you played one of the the kind of the zombieish creatures in uh, Constantine, correct? I did. And it's a great face and a great thing, but unfortunately, it was shot for the opening credits, and they didn't have any opening credits. So I do sell that picture because it's so brilliant. Uh, the, mm. the zombie makeup, and I thought I should say it was from um, uh, Dead, uh, The Walking Dead. <laughs> That's true. <okay. laughs> but no. Yeah. Right, buy my picture from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. The thought just went through my brain. Yeah, it was kind of sad, but the experience of shooting it with Keanu Reeves was amazing. Keanu Reeves got to be one of the nicest people that you ever want to work with. I've heard he is a wonderful person and just a very down to earth person. Yeah, he was um, doing a band show at a theater in Hollywood, and I was there. Um, backstage type thing at the theater. Mm -hmm. And he remembered me. And like, you know, there were a gazillion characters in Constantine. But he said, how are you? I said, you you remember me? And he said, yeah, we shot at the Santa Monica Pier. And I said, yeah, that was me. Wow. That's that's amazing. So. No, I've been really lucky. I mean, I got to work with, you know, Tony Perkins in a play called Steam Bath uh, with Rob Zombie. Yep. Um, with, you know, I did a show with Sam Waterston. I mean, I've gotten the chance to work with absolutely very, very wonderful people. Mm -hmm. A lot of the, the it was, greats. It was Rob Zombie that did Devil's Rejects, wasn't it? Devil's Rejects and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. And yeah. I did Halloween 2 with him. Yes. As I say, cool. the Halloween yeah. tune was with Rob. Yeah, that's uh, it's a lot of uh, beautiful, um, you know, new... Uh, movies that are coming out and uh, a lot of them are of course the the halloween classics that uh, you've been so fortunate to actually have a hand in in so many of them which is uh has got to be uh you know wonderful because you know like you get a lot of people who've been in maybe one or two of the big ones but like you've just kind of been somewhere in all of these uh, you know classics now and uh you know you're becoming like that the the name in 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 uh, halloween uh, horror movies Thank you. Yeah. And I've done so much makeup stuff. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I've done so much makeup stuff. I always thought they should call me the Lon Chaney makeup. Yeah. My mother always said, aren't you ever going to play yourself? 
you know, show your face. It's a problem. I mean, Helter Skelter was also one of my very favorite projects. Yeah. So I showed my face there, but my face was very dirty. Yeah. We got <laughs> I, to, I was one of the Manson gang. Yeah, we got to see you. And of course, the, the ascent. Uh, and uh, luckily, it was one that you were not a demon or being killed in. So <laughs> Yeah, they wouldn't let me play the monster in that. Can you believe that? Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. It was... Uh, it was a quite a, a good movie. I actually didn't see, uh, obviously, no spoilers out there, but uh, uh, I I actually probably should have guessed where that ending was going, and I didn't actually right up till the end. So it was quite, uh, it was quite oh, that's a, good. a neat Perry twist. Perry Taylor yes. directed that. We should give him some credit. Yes. Uh, um, Perry Taylor is an absolutely amazing director. I worked with him before on yeah. a film that will never be released <laughs> Oh, no. called Pale Horse. Oh, okay. And we won't go into that. Yeah. But no, Perry's a great guy and he's generous and wonderful and loyal and all that kind of stuff. So any of you people out there, if you see a film by Perry Tail, absolutely go see it. Go watch it. Yeah. Shout out to Perry Tail. Now, have you ever had a, a chance at a role that you just, that you, that you didn't get, that you thought you would have just crushed it? I don't know. That happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but then it comes down to, um, I don't look that old. I don't mm. think, <laughs> no, but I, I do audition for a kind of a lot of grandmothers. And sometimes I think I just don't look old enough, mm. you know, for them. Uh, I mean, that's always the, uh, the the thing about casting that once you've auditioned, Thomas is playing with my exorcist doll. That's <laughs> no, yeah. I got I to show you this thing. This thing walks and talks and says three Three lines from The Exorcist. Really? Um, oh, so that happens a lot. And and if you audition a lot, you don't you don't do it. But you got to leave it behind and yeah. say, "Wow, I did the best job I could." They hired someone who was taller, who was shorter, who was bigger, who was fatter. You know, look old. You know, it it goes on and on. And now we do a lot of self taped auditions, especially during COVID. And mm. in fact, one just came in today. Um, so. Uh, in answer to your question, absolutely yes. The good news, now they're mostly indies and you never see them. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, um, but indies are making a, a big... Uh, a lot of indies. Yeah, they're, they're oh, making a big show. I think it's wonderful. Show. It's just that they shoot so many mm-hmm. and some of them just never get out of post-production. They just run out of money or they're doing, you know, GoFundMe kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, I know I was going to ask you, like, you have so many upcoming titles uh, listed on your your IMDb. Is uh, a lot of that actually started production yet? Or is it kind of all waiting, given the fact that uh, there's so much uh, still uh, kind of waiting to open up due to COVID? That's awesome. Now kindly undo these straps. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. That's, that's awesome. That head looks bigger than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the upcoming things, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, some of them are so old and will never happen. And IMDb doesn't take them down. Oh. But a lot of them are definitely happening. Um, uh, I'm, I just finished shooting a movie called Halloween. Uh, not Halloween. That was that one. Um, showed a count, clown motel too. To death to its heart. We went to Boulder, Nevada. It's the only time I've been out of the house seriously during this yeah. COVID thing. I'm I'm absolutely serious, um, and decided to do it anyway. Um, and um, uh, we we had a GoFundMe. I uh, know a Kickstarter account on that that was very successful, and there'll probably be more. And you can go. Get some perks for some exorcist stuff. Excellent. Um, yeah. And I just did a film called Compatible, which was about a dating app gone wrong. And the interesting thing about that is that the people on the app can watch the people who are dating and decide if the guy was worth dating or not. Um, and, um, yeah, it goes terribly wrong. My daughter's on the app. And um, so we did that. And... Our Kickstarter things are really good. Yeah. If you see something, you should uh, at least check it out. That's... And I'm really excited. I'm shooting another movie called um, 
I swear, I just got green. Um, I, another movie called The Bleeding Dark in two weeks. Yes, and, I've heard about this. Uh, Clown Motel 2 had 45 people going in and out during the shooting. Mm-hmm. This one, the cast is only seven people, I think, and a very small crew. But it's about a home invasion going uh, terribly wrong, and nobody ever um, tells what happens to the people after a home invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, nor murders or kidnappings or stuff like that. So that this is about what happens to the husband and the son um, after his wife is killed. And the, the husband can't even go out of the house. Um, he's so apophobic. And he sees his wife as a ghost and stuff. And the son thinks his wife is walking. It's a really, really good thriller. And I play, um, I actually play the aunt in that one. But she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we so, just get to see so every side of you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, in Clown Motel 2, I had a great time. I played the queen of the clowns with this great makeup on. And she was um, royal and regal and bitchy. And one scene, she's also very vulnerable. So that was really fun. That's going to be a really fun movie. And I think it's going to be even better than Clown Motel 1, which has done really, really well. That's awesome. Awesome. I gotta, uh, I gotta check that out. That's definitely a horror movie for I me because I'm, I'm not a big clown fan. I think both yeah. of them. I think, you know what? I said I'm not oh, a very... Oh, saying Tony and I both hate clowns. <laughs> yeah. We were gonna watch that movie. Yeah. Are you afraid of clowns? Why? I think I think it was just for... I watched it when I was really young. Yeah. Not necessarily not so much now, but when I was a kid, that was like one of the very first scary movies I ever watched. Yeah. Yeah. Same so. with me. It was it was absolutely frightening. Were you scared by it? Did you watch it? I, yeah, watched, that's, what, that's what I was saying. That's, I watched that's... the newest one as well. Uh, it took me a lot to actually watch yeah. the new one, knowing that the first one scared the living crap out of me. And Tim Curry was uh, actually even even Tim Curry without the makeup. Uh, when uh, I saw him in other stuff do that weird grin of his, I was just like, "Whoa, clown!" <laughs> Dude, Home Home Alone too. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does that look. <laughs> I'm like. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think, I don't think it one and it two is all that good. I'd rather, I mean, there's a lot of things. I just rather go back to the originals. Yeah. You know, like mm. Halloween and I shot Halloween too. Yeah. But, um, any of the classics are classics because they're classics. What did you, you think know? of the new Pet and Cemetery? I, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it? Yeah. I, I've actually yet to no, see it as well. I don't like to see I don't like to see films about little kids that get killed. <laughs> that was um, the difference, like right? But I think I I, I find but. that uh, with horror movies when we were younger, it was really interesting because uh, all of like the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the Halloweens and everything, there was always this unwritten rule that kids did not get killed. So. When eventually you see that first movie where they actually kill a kid, I was just like, no, there's no safe ground. <laughs> like there was like all bets were off. There was no one safe anymore. <laughs> you know, and it, it was a real. Well, Stephen King loves that. Yeah, Stephen King loves to kill kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think secretly I'm, he I'm hates children. He didn't kill the little boy in... I'm surprised he didn't kill the little boy in um, The Shining. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and you know they changed the ending from the book in Cujo. In the book, really? the little boy oh. is killed. That's right, he does. I loved Doctor Sleep though. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah, I just saw that. That was good. I thought it was really well done, and the tie-ins to The Shining, and yeah, I, I don't know, I, we re- we really enjoyed that one. Yeah, we just saw we saw Mr. Mercedes, um, and obviously we've been home and. I think we have much more of a problem than Canada does. Um, yeah. An extraordinarily big problem here. So um, we did streaming things like, you know, practically never seen before. Yeah. Um, what was the other? There was another uh, two, two, oh, I can't think of the name of it. But it, it was two big seasons from it. And the first one I didn't like so much, but the second one I really liked. Um, it, it, uh, they picked up on misery. Oh, okay. I can't think of any of it. I want to, I want to say Kickstarter, and it's not Kickstarter. Yeah, but, it's Indiegogo um, and uh, GoFundMes and all these different. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm not a big um, fan of uh, sequels and reboots. 
Yeah. You know, I think people, if they really, you know, and the only thing that keeps them going um, is because people go see them opening weekend and they shoot them for very little money. And by opening weekend, because of name recognition, they've made their money back. And yes. uh, so if the fans don't support it, then they would, the studios, of course, I'm talking about, they would do more and more um, films like indie films and James Wan films. Yeah. Um, so Conjuring and um, Insidious. Yeah. I mean, look what happened with James Wan because he did those movies and they're good. Yes. They're, they're yeah. really good. Yeah. Some of them are, are the a, very I really good. Like. Some of the spinoffs are a little throwbacks. campy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some sometimes a, a good old campy about... horror film is is a good horror film. Like I, I love watching some of the campy ones. Like what? Um, what was one of the ones? Uh, well, you look at uh, things like um, like Monster Squad and uh, some of those older. Um, they're they're just kind of fun critters, critters. critters, yeah, critters and ghoulies. Uh, all yeah. very campy. Oh versions. no, no, those are, no, those are great. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm just talking about uh, reboots and sequels. Yeah, yeah. The so, well, uh, no. Some of the some of those old. Uh, listen, go watch the '50s sci-fi films. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Day of the Triffids. Yes. The day the Earth caught fire. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the day the Earth stood still. Um, although we're the day the good, yeah, which I thought the uh, the I thought the remake was terrible, but yes. the original is just so amazing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't fully horror, but I I remember watching. I love the movie, uh, the Tremors movies. Remember yeah, those with the I'm, graboids? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was that was kind of horror in a weird way. Yeah, it like was. it was. It was very yeah. It was definitely in, in my book. Uh, um, I definitely I separate horror from thrillers because mm. horror, especially today, um, and bad horror. Is just all about let's see how many people we can kill, let's see how much blood we can use, yeah. how much stuff like that. But thrillers, and you'd have to reclassify really the exorcist as a thriller. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is on the edge, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. Halloween. Um, that there, there's not that much blood and guts, it's a thriller, like you said, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, um, those I have to classify them as thrillers, so you can classify tremors as a thriller. I'll let you do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. There's now not... I have to ask you what what is the the scariest movie that you've seen, say in the last five years? Is there anything that just really stood out to you? I can tell you the first two horror movies that scared me. Yeah. <laughs> I, Psycho was the first horror movie I ever saw. Okay. And of course, that scared me. I, I didn't want to take a shower for a long time, <laughs> but I had the to. Motel. Yeah. yeah then it was night of the living dead and i saw that in a theater in new york and um i walked home alone because my boyfriend was doing something um and i I thought zombies were coming out of every (laughs) post every traffic thing every waste paper basket i mean everything is but i don't know you asked me what scares me um, I don't know they scare me, but I can tell you things that I'm fascinated by. I mean, I love Conjuring, the first one. Yeah, yeah. And I like uh, Insidious a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those um, are good. So um, I like George Romero. Oh, not George Romero. I love all the George Romero's films, by the way. Classic zombies, um, yeah. Uh, um, Rob Zombie's film. Salem mm-hmm. oh. something. Um, it, it just went out of my head. Um, but as far as actually being scared, I know I've been scared because I remember putting my hands over my eyes watching <laughs> something, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Damn, it was something I saw recently. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Oh, actually, you know, um, well, now I'm going to have to think of the name of it. Thomas Churchill did an anthology of three horror films, three horror things. And there were three of them, and that one, one of them really scared me. I kept saying, but what about the baby? What about the baby? Oh. <laughs> Thomas Churchill did really good films. Yeah. Actually, we have uh, Thomas uh, slated for later this month. Oh, Thomas, so, yep. go away. I just yeah. did a film for him called uh, Amityville Harvest. Yes. And you got to go see that and see what happens to me at the end. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of horrific. 
Excellent. Yeah. Um, we have to mention 100 Acres of Hell. Stacy Toy is the one who introduced me to you. Yes, it's wonderful. And uh, she was a, a fantastic uh, guest on our show uh, a few months back, actually. And I was going to ask you about 100 Acres of Hell. Uh, that's another one that uh, has come out uh, just recently as well for you. And I think we have a few other guests coming up that also are from other horror genres that are on 100 Acres of Hell. Probably so. Stacy told them all to call you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, there's I a few people, but she's a... oh, she's a she's, she's a hoot. She's so fun. She's almost like my sister. And yeah. she's so successful. Yeah, and she's so out there and she's so loyal. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen her in a long time. She comes out here for the Grammys, but we've never been able to catch up with each other. But I met her when I did a hundred acres of hell. Oh, nice. I think uh, yeah. she's promoting. She's trying to get the F word going. Uh, I, I actually just messaged her the other day because I was trying, I was seeing where the copy of that was because uh, I wanted to check it out. The, mm -hmm. the movie that she's working on is called The F Word. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. It's what... really interesting. It's about a teacher who gets into cross dressing and how his life starts to unfold when people find out. And it was made as a joke, but then he realizes that After he gets into what? Cross dressing. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 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 very dramatic, but it looks great. So, yeah. Well, Talk about newspaper yeah. headlines. Did you see the headline about a school teacher that got has tattoos all over his face? Yes, and I his did body? see and that. So, yeah. You wonder why he got fired. <laughs> so well, I guess what gets me about that whole article, and I do actually sympathize with him in the way that he was hired. He had tattoos when he was hired. He didn't have black eyes when he was hired, but he did have the tattoos. So to not say something or reprimand him and then just fire him after he gets his his eyes tattooed black um, is, I think, against humans right a human rights thing. At least up here in Canada, it is for sure. Um, but oh, uh, I agree. But they they probably held their breath and said something. Okay, we're going to let this go. But you know, don't do anything else. We're gonna we're gonna go with this, and yeah. maybe the guy just defied them and got well, black eyes. Apparently, like apparently, the only reason they fired him was because the child said that he was having nightmares because of his teacher. Now he was also a kindergarten teacher. So if you look at this guy, he, <laughs> there is no real estate left on his body that is not covered in tattoos, and then on top of that, he's had the whites of his eyes basically blacked out with with a, a special tattoo ink so he kind of looks like a demon and uh yeah no wonder why there are like i mean if i basically saw that as at the age of like five years old i probably would crap my pants in the middle of the night too if i started 20 i could feel the same way <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's an optics thing too i think you know a lot of parents uh are against uh still to the day are against tattoos and stuff like that so they they see an educated person that's educating their child and they think that that you know, there's always going to be that transfer of um from a position of of, of authority where kids want to mock or mimic and yeah stuff like that right so that's true. I, i've always had a thing about tattoos I, you know yeah i've always thought you do one or two little ones but yeah. anyway they, they say it's addictive yeah, I've never found it as an addictive thing, but uh, I definitely, uh, I do see the A lot of people, people have Pazuzu. They have Pazuzu on their legs and their arms. And now, I find that really strange because, uh, so, and, and it's so funny that, you know, we have made mention of the demon character that you've played, but the actual name Pazuzu hadn't been passed around. And it's, I think, because there are, for any, for as many people who have tattoos of it, there is probably just as many of people saying, don't ever say the name itself. There, there's some type of superstition behind people actually uttering the words Pazuzu. I have never, never, never heard that. Really? Yeah. No, there's a, there's a, a bunch of that. people out there who like, don't ever say his name. It's like, it's, it's almost like the, like the candy man, you know, Mac you don't, Bat you don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've done that with that Macbeth forever. You can't say the word in the theater or the oh. show won't go on. Really? I didn't yeah, it's know very that interesting. one. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Can't yeah. say, you have to say the Scottish show. <laughs> oh, interesting. 
Very interesting. So let's quickly talk about uh, your book before you go. Um, you have put out okay. a book. Can I talk about my little store? Yes, of course. Sure. Please. This is a great time to let our, our okay. listeners know about all things you. Okay. Well, first of all, if any of you people out there want to get anything from me, the best thing to do is talking about chats is come to my chat on Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, we'll talk about the details and price or you're allowed to email me at Eileen at EileenDeets.com. So we talked about my book, yes. which is here. And I sent one to Anthony. And try, I'll try and be brief about it. The, the beginning of the book is about dreams and not giving up your dreams, um, no matter what people say, because everybody put me down for being an actress. I was little. Mm. I'm still kind of little, I guess. But <laughs> I was very small and flat-chested, and I had buck teeth. And... They said, oh, you're not pretty enough. You're not sexy enough. There's too many, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I obviously persevered anyway and did. So don't talk about it a lot. If you want to open a costume shop or a bakery or have kids, go for it. So that's what the first part about it. And then we go into how that little girl became an actress. And it was the book was written with a guy named Dan Louvier. And it'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. Um, First professional job I had was like the Me Too thing out here in the United States where the guy brought me all the way to Michigan for one reason, or I went to see Peter Pan when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Did I talk about that? I don't think yeah. so. No, um, just, well, just briefly, you met, you mentioned and, Peter Pan. And, um, you know, there are all kinds of stories. And then I go into the exorcist and you'll learn anything you want to know about the film, but I try to concentrate on a lot of funny stuff. Because we know about the horror stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of very funny things that happened on the set. that I can't, I'm not going to tell you that now. But they're really, really very funny, obviously. You and need then, to get the book um, to find out. Well, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I talk about the audition, how I got the audition, about the screen test, about meeting Dick Smith and all that kind of stuff. And the end is just, it's the ending is old now, but things that just happened recently. So that's that. We showed you the doll. Yes. Oh, Pazuzu. you've got Pazuzu statue as well. Yeah, Some people awesome. say that they're like gargoyles and they'll protect your house. Ah. A gar- uh, Pazuzu is a, a fallen angel. Um, yeah. And so this is for sale. Pazuzu, he's, it is 12 inches tall and it's made of resin. Um, but everybody needs one of those. And What's I don't that? have any- What's that in the groin area? Is Pazuzu <laughs> packing or what? I think Pazuzu's packing. <laughs> what? I said, what's that near his groin area? Is Pazuzu packing or what? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Yep. It is well, anatomically correct, Pazuzu. <laughs> oh, that's a snake. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and if you... I don't have the picture in front of me, but I have a picture of me going. You see the back, and I'm on my knees, and you see Pazuzu in the background. Yes. And he has a snake. Or I keep saying he. It's not it. a pet. Yes. Yeah. Not a she. And uh, just quickly added to that, um, I have a whole slew of pictures. If you go on Facebook, you'll see it. My website's going to go up in a week or two, which is EileenDeeds.com. And I sell the Exorcist script, the original script from the show. And you can sit in your living room and read all the parts. It's really fun. That's awesome. And I have an Exorcist beanie and pins and greeting cards and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. That's how you get in touch. I just picture picture me buying the script and then my kids getting home from school and me and my wife are acting out the the Linda Blair scenes (laughs) from the Exorcist. Very quickly, I want I really want to say that. Um, I just finished shooting Clown Motel 2, which is better than Clown Motel 1, I think. It's just a really fun, fun, scary, uh, humorous uh, film. And I'm going to go in um, two weeks to shoot a film called The Bloody Night, which is great. It's a very small thriller. Mm-hmm horror film about what happens after a home invasion where the father feels responsible for his wife being killed and he becomes apophobic. He can't leave the house because if he does, he just sees ghosts 
of his dead wife. And the kid thinks that the mother is still running around. I play the aunt, who's kind of a real bitch. <laughs> Get off it! Come out yeah. of the house! You know, people <laughs> like that. Yeah. And say, let it go! Stuff like that. And then bad things happen to me. And um, I have uh, a couple films that are going to come out before Halloween. One was Thomas Churchill's um, Amityville Harvest. Very cool. And when you see the end of the film, you'll see what happens to me in that one because it's kind of really. And um, this other thing, Dark Offerings, which was the first film, I think, we shot it all following safety precautions. So everybody was um, in their houses and, you know, did a lot of self-tapes and uh, stuff like that. And it's kind of cool. It's about um, this woman's brother who's possessed. And the only way he can get unpossessed, is that a word? There's a word yeah. for you, unpossessed. Unpossessed. Um, is to infect six other people. So she calls a reunion, a Zoom, and um, it, it's very bloody and stuff like that. So that's really fun. Yeah. And that's coming like out. A real life chain Halloween. letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought it was a brilliant idea that you could do, that would make sense to do during the pandemic. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. that's it was called Dark Offerings. And uh, I, I always have to mention my friends. They're called Fuzz on the Lens, and they're my brother. And they did a comedy horror film um, called Abnormal Attractions. And it's about these monsters. Every monster you can think of, like Yetta and Bigfoot and all those people mm -hmm. that live in this town with the people. And the racist part of it is that the monsters hate the people, and the people hate the monsters. Mm. And abnormal attraction is a therapy group for people to not like the monsters, and it's very funny. And yeah, that's that sounds awesome. That sounds time, really cool. And it's called abnormal attraction. Very cool. Very cool. And I'm sure there's others there, but I can't think of it. I have to look at. I'd have to look at my IMDb and go, "Oh shit, I forgot that one." <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, for all our oh, listeners, my goodness. I just work. I work so much that I just can't. <laughs> I mean, don't I hate it? Oh, you Hollywood types! I yeah, you said hello, how are you? And they go through all their credits. I yeah. said I didn't ask you about your credits. I asked you how you were. <laughs> this is an iPod. You know, this is a podcast, so it doesn't count. That's right. Well, you know, I was, I was... quiet about myself for a long time. Yeah, I I was going the to. The whole beginning, I got you guys quiet and stunned. But <laughs> yeah. The whole. The whole beginning of the show, it was fun. I loved it. Good, loved it. good, wonderful. Did we, did we finish the one-word questions? <laughs> we yes, we oh, did yeah. get through our questions. Yep, which is uh, fantastic. You answered the most important one, which was the last one. That's right. No. <laughs> oh, that's Matt, Matt's just leading up all so the other stuff. He doesn't pay attention. Yeah. The so what? I, I was I was what? saying that I was Matt talking over you. Yeah, Matt was just leading everybody up to to the last one, and and I think he loses attention after a while. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Matt's yeah. always fantastic with his jokes. How long with that? I want you, everybody, to go vote and to wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm That's voting, right. and I'm not even American. That's right. <laughs> Matt won't be able to sleep unless he votes. <laughs> Yeah, oh, God, that might be one of Trumpster's um, fraud, fraud. Can't yeah. vote by mail. Fraud. That's right. <laughs> because we've been voting by mail since the 1950s, and there's right. no fraud. And he's uh, been voting by mail, and he won in 2016. So, what about the fraud there, right? Yeah. Anyway, oh, go the vote. Debate. Yeah, <laughs> go vote. I know it's yeah. true. And please, I promise not please to people vote. I don't you know. I'm not saying who you should vote for. Do your research. Watch things if you watch the debate. But please go vote and vote for senators. And please, please wear a mask. They say it's the only thing that's going to help us right now. Yeah. And like I said, somehow Canada, I'm not sure what Canada did. Did they lock down? Did people wear masks? I know people have great medical care. I mean, there's people here that can't even afford to go to the doctor. Well, we, we didn't um, we get did rid of those things very quickly. We also didn't get rid of did, our, did our World Health Organization professionals either. So we, we, we were kind of on top of things and listened to them. <laughs> and we're like, we might need these folks. Yeah. yeah. My sister lives on Vancouver Island. Actually, she writes comedy mysteries. You should have her on the show. It's not all horror. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, she lives in Vancouver. 
Jennifer Island, she's written 18 um, crime uh, mystery comedies. They're all very funny. That's, there's very one, cool. uh, Throw Darts Just at a Cheesecake. It's about a, a Weight Watchers group, and everybody gets killed when they reach their their goals and their weight, you know, and <laughs> they got two nuns in there, and they got, you know, uh, people like that. They, they, they're very funny books. That's know, awesome. Sounds great. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to email you. I will tell you her information. Yeah, that'd be um, she wonderful. She talks more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. really have to interrupt her because I found out that most writers tend to talk a lot and everything's descriptive. It's, it's not the internal like I got voice, on, right? Yeah. It comes out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> like I got on an airplane and flew to Canada. It's like I got on an airplane. I was sitting next to this man. He was snoring. He was fat. Better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And yep. it's all... You know, but my sister's great. And Wonderful. I also have to put a plug in for my manager, Chris Rowe. And he's been to Canada. He he handled George Romero, which, by the way, everybody who's interested in horror should look up all of George Romero's films. Yes. The scariest movie I ever saw when I was a kid was Night of the Living Dead. Yep. And his newer ones. You know, he lived in Canada before he passed last year. Yes, it's true. Did you know that? Yep. Yeah, there was always the rumors um, um, that's been around. Arrival of the Dead and Diary of the Dead are really good movies. They didn't do that well, but everyone mm. during the pandemic. So Chris handles Malcolm McDowell. He handled George Romero, people like that, and he's a great guy. And oh, my career was stalled, and he found me actually through D. Wallace. And, um, and he found me, and the rest, as they say, is history. So I'm, I'm giving yeah. a shout-out to Chris Rowe. Wonderful. Well, that, that is amazing. Um, so and he can have some of that money, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How much was it? $100 million? The $100 million, yes. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah. That is great. He's got real cool projects he'd like to shoot, so I'll, I'll just back all his projects. Can we make that happen, Maddie? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Eileen, I, I super appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, we will for uh, for our listeners that are going to be out there and uh, make sure that we uh, post up Eileen on our guest section of our website, as well as her social media links and how to get to uh, her books and uh, also uh, to her website when it comes up. So uh, look out for that. So if you are listening to this episode. Yeah, it's like an infomercial, an infomercial commercial. That's you right. Know. You can get my book. Not only that, but you can get a free pen. Only here. Only Not here. Yes. No, actually, you can't get it on Amazon, but don't get it on Amazon because you won't get an autograph. But That's right. Anyway, you guys, you have been great. I, I really had a really good time. This was really fun. Thank you very much, Eileen. We super appreciated you coming on the show, and uh, we'll have to try to follow up with you and have you back again sometime soon. Yeah, everybody stay right. healthy and smart and um, all that kind of stuff, and, and enjoy horror. Go to all the <laughs> websites. A, I can do an Eileen Dietz night if you want. <laughs> That'd be fun. Awesome. Excellent. Bye. Thanks again, Eileen. Take care. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website, thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter is thefap4. You can get us on Instagram. Is the Fab Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefabpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this podcast. Ah, uh, oh, not again. Wicked sweet. <laughs>